0: giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified dash vehicles slash beyond dash zero vision. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is June 4th, 2019. The day was June 4th, 1932. In a military rebellion that began on this day, the Chilean Air Force, under the command of Colonel Marmaduke Grove, forced President Juan Esteban Montero Rodriguez from power. The Socialist Republic of Chile was formed, though it was very short-lived. The Great Depression hit Chile hard. The value of copper and nitrate exports from the country declined substantially. Thousands of workers lost their jobs in nitrate fields. Imports also declined significantly. And crops from the 1931 and 1932 harvests had failed. The government tried to spread unemployed people out from the north by building albergues, or temporary housing in urban areas. But Chile did not have the resources to provide so much assistance. Afraid that having so many unemployed people concentrated in urban areas would cause conflict, government officials began kicking unemployed people out of cities. Workers and university students protested the forced evictions by striking in July of 1931. They demanded President Carlos Ibañez out and called for a return to constitutional democracy. Police officers killed more than 10 people during the demonstrations. On July 26th, after the government remained indecisive on the issue and student unrest in Santiago continued, Ibañez resigned and took off to the U.S. Embassy. Ibañez's replacement, the president of the Senate, also resigned, and Juan Esteban Montero of the Conservative Party became provisional president. In October of 1931, Montero was elected president with 64% of the vote. In the midst of all the economic and political instability, Montero attempted to revive the country's devastated economy. But the crisis was so severe that the government's attempts did not work. Currency depreciated, and inflation went up. In April of 1932, the president declared martial law. But Montero's opposition would soon seize power. On June 4, 1932, planes from El Bosque Air Base commanded by Grove flew over La Moneda, the president's palace. This caused Montero's government to resign. And the revolt established a junta government that consisted of General Arturo Puga Osorio, journalist and former ambassador to the United States, Carlos Davila, and socialist politician Eugenio Mate Hurtado. Air Commodore Marmaduke Grove was the war minister. The Republica Socialista, or Socialist Republic, was created. This junta dissolved Ibanez's Congress, declared a moratorium on the collection of debts and returned goods held in pawn at the government-owned Banco de Crédito Popular. Free meals were to be served daily to unemployed people, but funding soon ran out for the programs, pushing the government to order the police to raid jewelry shops and declare credits and deposits in foreign currency, property of the state. Opinion on the Socialist Republic was split. Just over a week later, the first junta was dissolved and another was established, with Puga Osorio taking the executive power. And on June 16th, Carlos Dávila seized power and formed a new junta with Alberto Cabero and Pedro Nolasco Cárdenas Avendaño, where Puga Osorio was the war minister. Dávila exiled Mate and Grove to Easter Island and accused them of being communists. He also declared a state of emergency and press censorship. On the 8th of July, Davila declared himself provisional president of the Socialist Republic, but he did not have enough support from the military or from civilians to remain in that position. On September 13th, Davila was overthrown in a military rebellion led by Commodore Marino and General Bartolomé Blanche. Blanche ceded power to the president of the Supreme Court Abraham Oyandel Urrutia, who held general elections in October. Arturo Alessandri Palma, who had already been president of Chile from 1920 to 1924, was elected for his second term. In his first term, Alessandri had called for the abolition of the parliamentary system, the direct election of the president, and the separation of church and state. After his second election, democracy returned to Chile. But this time, Alessandri was a strict constitutionalist. He remained president until 1938, but workers and the middle class were still dissatisfied. In that year's presidential election, radical candidate Pedro Aguirre Cerda won. I'm Yves Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Keep up with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. And if you want to listen to more history, you can check out the podcast Unpopular. It's a show that I host that's about people in history who challenged the status quo and sometimes they were persecuted for it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.